Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of RealCom Live. I got to tell you, each and every week, these episodes uh, are just getting more and more fun, more and more exciting, uh, a testament to the fact that real estate technology, technology in general, just continues to move at a crazy, crazy good pace. Um, so this week's topic is, believe it or not, an oldie, but a goodie. And uh, you'll see what I mean in a second. The topic is called uh, holoportation, a word you may not be familiar with. Real estate meets the virtual world. Now, you remember uh, we spoke about metaverse in relation to the real estate world. This is actually a physical side of how uh, the, the virtual world is going to meet a building. And I believe it probably will have some relationship with the metaverse once this stuff all gets figured out, right? And uh, let me bring up a, a picture of, of a little history of our world. So what you're looking at here is um, on the left-hand side is a, is a shot from the back of a ballroom in Dallas, Texas at Realcom 2001. And you can see a long shot. And if you look over on the right-hand side, you can kind of see the same image as the one that's on the right picture. So what you're looking at is actually teleportation 21 years ago. We've been believing in all sorts of innovative technology for a long time. And I don't even know how we arranged it, but we found the only company in the US that was doing teleportation because we thought even back then it would have a relationship with buildings. And if you look at the photo on the right, how realistic that person looks, that is an image being teleported three-dimensionally or kind of hacked three-dimensionally uh, from London, England. And uh, I was on, if you look at the picture on the left, I was on the left side and uh, the gentleman on the podium was on the right side. He looked more natural, more alive, more colorful than I did in person on the same stage. And then when we actually took a, a, a picture or a video of him and projected it on the screen, he looked in his room. I will tell you that everybody in that audience gasped when I said I wanted to introduce him. He showed up and, uh, and the rest is history. So that was 21 years ago. So that's where we were. So this week, we are very, very fortunate to have uh, the CEO of uh, Porta, uh, David Nosfal, founder and CEO. And it, the stuff you're going to see is just going to blow your mind. It absolutely has a relationship to the physical space. And I think after today, you're going to rethink uh, what that lobby should look like, what that common area should look like, and certainly what that conference room should look like. So uh, before we start, let's show a brief video of Portal, and then we're going to bring David on and have an incredible conversation. Thinking outside the box? Take a look inside this one. Stand out in a crowded marketplace with Portal. You're not seeing double. He's being beamed into Portal via live telepresence. Anyone can beam into the unit remotely from anywhere in the world, in real time. The built-in front-facing camera and stereo speakers allow for live audience interaction. From humans to animated characters, the possibilities are endless. And a touchscreen display allows users to interact with custom content. There's even a mini version that can be used in smaller spaces. As portal inventor David Nussbaum says, if you can't be there, beam there. This, this is, portal. is portal. All right, David, I got to tell you, um, I know that video doesn't even begin to explain what you guys do. Um, and, and I really want to say hello to your friends behind you. Um, you keep good company. <laughs> oh, my mom and my dad, yeah. Uh, I bring them everywhere I go. Well, I know how busy you are and the kind of people you're dealing with, and we're going to get into that in a little bit, but thank you for taking the time. I think our audience is going to really enjoy this conversation, and I have some feeling that it's not going to be the last. So this, this 18 minutes is going to go so quick, so let's get to it. 
give us a little history, your background. Where the heck did you come from and how did you get to where you are today? Okay. Uh, well, we'll do a condensed version because we only have 18 minutes. Uh, I always wanted to be a broadcaster. I thought I was going to be the play-by-play -play announcer for the New York Mets when I was growing up. That didn't happen. Uh, I love radio. I love broadcast so much that that's I moved out to Los Angeles to um, make my mark in broadcasting. Didn't quite make that happen. Uh, became a uh, podcaster, and obviously uh, I didn't stick around uh, to see that through all the way to uh, what uh, the potential of podcasting uh, has become. I did a, an episode every every Saturday for five years. It was really great. Met my met my wife on episode nine. So oh, I do believe so in cool. in the power of of broadcasting and podcasting. I came up with the idea for Portal when I was working as a um, as, as an executive at a um, hologram entertainment company. We were known for bringing back late legends to posthumously perform on sold out stages around the world. Uh, and I always thought, well, what if um, instead of bringing back the dead, what if we could focus on the living? So that's why I started Portal. Uh, it is the world's first uh, single passenger hollow portation uh, machine technology company. And I could beam anybody from anywhere to anywhere in real time. Wow. So, so for those folks who haven't had exposure to your technology, the two you know, portals behind you are kind of telling the story all the, all, you know, while you're talking. They're kind of getting the idea. Take us through the technology a little bit. What, what happens? Sure. Yeah. Well, again, this is the future of broadcasting, right? So what I couldn't do in radio and podcasting and television, uh, we are now broadcasting real people fully volumetric into wherever they need to be. Uh, this is a CGI lion. This is my friend Billy. He's a rock star and he plays guitar inside of the portal. They're seven feet tall, four feet wide, two feet deep. Uh, just a few hundred pounds. They uh, can be, um, they're portable. Uh, you can put them anywhere, and it basically gives the person the the near supernatural ability to beam uh, into any location in real time. Uh, there are audience-facing, forward-facing interactive electronics like cameras and microphones and all kinds of stuff. So the person beaming in has full uh, ability to see each person in each location, and uh, they work in light. They work in daylight, which right. holograms of the past never uh, we're able to do. So we or, thought earlier, you showed us the, the, the yeah. screen that you filmed. Can you turn your camera real quick and just show us that? Yeah. So, so that's, that's yeah. basically a white green screen slash, you know, and then a, a person walks onto that and the minute they walk onto that screen, in essence, they end up coming right into the portal. That's right. Uh, I can show you that as well. Uh, I could beam from wherever to wherever. We're currently using, I have a, uh, just a roll of white paper set up and a 4k camera. But uh, maybe the next time we talk, uh, I'll beam in using my phone because uh, that is where the future is going. I think wow. this is the, I think it's a, you know, the new technology should always work with older technology. Just like nobody would have ever bought a cell phone if they could only call somebody else on a cell phone. People had home phones. So you're saying you're not even going to need sophisticated background lighting. You're going to do this right from your phone into mm -hmm. the portal. That's right. That's yep. a game changer. That's, it, that's, it is. That's we can do it right now. We have an app uh, that allows people to do it. And in the next couple of weeks, we're removing the background and just uh, rotoscoping the person out uh, of their environment. So you could just beam from your phone. So, so, and I hate to put you on, um, on, on, is it possible to change the line real quick? Would that be, do you have your iPad handy? I do. All right, uh, there you go. Cool. So you tell me, we can, you know, I can play with any piece of content. 
from uh, uh, from from NFTs. Right. To, uh, let's see what else I have. I've got you got some athletes in there, don't you? I've got an athlete. Here's a here's a wonderful boxer. I've got uh, you know Marshawn Lynch, one of our I investors. Say, I, th I think you got uh, you got a Ram and a Bengal, right? <laughs> We've got that's right. This, uh, this coming Super Bowl, uh, two investors in our company are uh, Von Bell on the Bengals and Sony Michelle on the Rams. So either way, we're a winner here at at Portland. So, so, so why why don't our world politicians who got safety concerns and travel con you know concerns, you know, if I'm one of the, you know, the top leaders in the world, I'm sending these portals everywhere, and then I'm sitting in my house going to meetings and I yes. mean. Why, why isn't this more widely used? I mean, that's why I'm here. I'm here to talk to you about that today. We're, we're still in a you know, fairly unknown company. We've only been around a couple of years. We've got you know, a couple hundred portals out there right now, but we started with one. Now we're, we're, we're making some moves. Uh, we've gone through a couple rounds of, of uh, investments. Uh, we've got uh, some money in the bank. We're, we're, uh, we're selling portals. And I think, yeah, in the next couple of years, the, these these devices are going to be uh, in every conference room, every uh, hotel lobby, uh, every um, every train and uh, airport station. We have a mini device that's come now. This is, I think, the game changer as well. So it's everything. The big one is just right. shrunk down into a little kind of mic TV. So, so, so you could literally put one on your desk and have a mini me sitting there. Yeah, you know, a little one in every living room, a big one in every conference room, and you, uh, as they, as a broadcaster, can beam your fully volumetric, real-time, uh, 4K version of yourself into every home and into every office around the world. So, so if, if you can bring up a person again in the one over your shoulder, because I, I want to talk. Sure, this is I'll bring up this handsome guy right here. How's that? There you go. <laughs> Wait this... a second, I know you. All right. <laughs> um, what people don't understand, and it's, and I remember it was probably 10, 15 years ago, I walked into CES, the first time they, they had the big LED panels, you know, and I, and somebody had turned it from horizontal to portrait, and they had a, a woman in there, you know, talking to us, right? And I looked at the guy who was with Chuck Branch, I said, this is brilliant. He goes, well, what, what do you mean? I go, well, it's brilliant because the screens are getting so good. But I said, what this particular booth person did was they presented this woman at scale. Her head was the right size, her shoulders were the right size. And that guy behind you, I mean, he's not a Zoom call. He's not just a head. He is literally scale, right? So we're seeing him. Once you get scale, the visual impact, I think, changes everything. So, so if you have this in a conference room and somebody walks in the front of the room, you're talking to them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not just scale. Scale is great, but what scale represents also is you know, whoop, I just left. Okay. But when you have a real person there with volume and shadows and reflections, it is a doppelganger of your, I mean, it is, it is your complete replica. So you are having an emotional and physical connection exactly. with this person that, I mean, look, as much as we're connecting right now, if we were sitting face to face in, 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 you know, in actual, uh, like the same location, we would be having a different conversation. So, so from the standpoint of interaction, can they see you as well as you can see them? I mean, how, how do they have context of who they're talking? Like there's an audience or a conference, conference room full of people. How do they get the feedback? Right. Well, when you're doing one to many, you can't, obviously, I wouldn't be seeing right. every person in each location as a hologram. I would see them on a display monitor 
uh, much like we're doing here. So like when a the future president or when a uh, uh, you know a CEO or an inspirational speaker beams into lots of places, she or he is just going to have the ability to to see the audiences um, on a monitor. But we we can have do, do the you know you'll stand in front of your portal, I'll stand in front of mine, and we technically have the ability to to beam into each other's right now. Wow. And then from a standpoint, and I don't, I don't, if you don't feel comfortable talking about cost, uh, that's yep. fine. But at what point does this get to a price point where these are everywhere? I mean, is it, is, are you there yet? Yeah. What inning are you in? I guess. I think so. What inning are we in? We're in the first inning. We oh, are. Game. <laughs> okay. Well, we're in the first inning. Of the first, I mean, this is, this is still the beginning. I mean, I think right. that we are, uh, we've done quite a lot, but it's, I'm not going to, pretend like we're Apple or Amazon. Uh, I think that we're, I think we'll get there. Uh, the price points I think are super reasonable. Uh, and we, and it's showing in the sales. Uh, we also rent them and we can offer like long-term leases or financing models. So, uh, and, and, and for, and for those of us who don't want to invest in a big one. That's what the that's what the small oh, ones are for. And I'm assuming that with as well as the hardware, there's also uh, a software component. Yes, I mean that is really the brains of Portal. The hardware is fun to look at, and that's really what the the device presents. Uh, but we have this uh, a cloud based uh, content management platform uh, that allows anybody to create any piece of content and distribute it into any portal in real time. You can uh, automate it and you could playlist it. You could even schedule it. But we have a, uh, a, a telecom feature that allows us to beam from anywhere to anywhere through our own closed, encrypted, totally secure network. That's so that cool. when you're captured, you're beamed through our network and each device in it has a set of decoders uh, that will read the image in real time with almost no latency at all watching the girl over your shoulder instructors yoga instructors trainers i yep. mean i mean again it's the scale she he or she's sitting in front of the class five foot seven you know and, and yep. looking like a real person that i imagine yeah yeah it's hologram masterclass. it's hologram peloton it's it's hollow jukeboxes it's it's entertaining it's it's uh, educational we've got portals in colleges and universities and medical centers now uh, uh, educators are beaming in to train students how to treat and diagnose patients remotely. Right. Not, you know, like telehealth, but, but to the next yeah, level. To the next level. So um, before we take a break, uh, top three coolest clients, tell us who the, the big names you're working with. Okay, uh, well, I can maybe even show you. I've got, uh, well, we, I mean, Diddy. Diddy was the first one that, uh, that we really- Didn't he uh, sing happy birthday, if I remember? He did. Did yeah. he sing? <laughs> he beamed in. He beamed in. And he sang happy. He sang happy birthday to his son. That's beamed so from Miami to Los uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, we did the iHeart Music Festival just before that, where uh, other, you know another music artist, uh, Kane Brown, was in Nashville. Couldn't be in Los Angeles due to COVID, but he's like, "Hey, I want to be on the iHeart Music Festival." So two other performers, Sway Lee and Khalid, sang opposite. On you know they they kind of booked bookended him really and he had a great time uh you know but you know um iwc watch uh swiss watchmaker they beamed their ceo not as famous as this guy but he was beamed out of his office in in schaffhausen into 
the watch convention called uh, Watches and Wonders in Shanghai. And he's wow. a CEO and he took meetings in real time. I thought that was a really great use case. So um, let's take a brief break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uses uh, of this in a, in a building, in the lobby, in common spaces, inside conference rooms. So let's take a, a, a brief break and we'll be right back. All right. Um, so yeah, actually, Ian, keep me small because I want to keep David big and, and show the stuff in the, in the background. So David, let's let's talk about the real estate world, right? Big buildings. These are going to have to be in buildings, right? So so you know the applications um, are endless. So let's start at the lobby. You walk through the front door, biggest building in New York, Chicago, LA, Shanghai, and you see all this great artwork. You see all this great marble. Maybe you'll see a fountain. I call that analog twentieth century. Okay. You want to be a stunning 21st century building. You walk mm -hmm. in and you see a portal with the yep. concierge, sure. right? I mean, the building concierge. What can I do for you today? Do you have any questions? I mean, usually those guys are standing behind a, a marble you know, directory and, and they're not very helpful. But you put one of these front and center in a lobby, number one, it's informative. Number two, your concierge could be working out of their home because that's right for whatever reason. And, and actually, we had a virtual Anna at Realcom in 2004 she was the concierge for the Hyatt Hotel in, in Silicon Valley. She lived 50, 50 miles away and went to work every day on a screen in the lobby. So nothing near the technology you've got here. Okay, so the lobby. Now we take the elevator and we go up. We got common areas when you get off, right? We've all been there. Uh, would you put a portal on every floor or is it every other floor? I mean, what kind of uses would you see happen if somebody's getting off an elevator? Is that concierge right. there as well? Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, concierge at the front desk, it's super easy. Again, you can create a hologram call center uh, so that as somebody walks in front of a portal, I have it set up for live right now. I can show you a live beaming, but uh, I uh, imagine walking in front of a portal, it recognizes that there's somebody there and then somebody hundreds, even thousands of miles away materializes Captain Kirk style. How may I help you today? And you are communicating in real time. So one person could, could manage, could be a, a concierge for multiple buildings. Absolutely. Yeah. I would suggest uh, that is a potential future of how our and technology- And if that person gets busy and there's a line waiting to talk to them, you could switch another portal to take care of- I mean, basically, you're going to have, like you said, portal call centers. Right. Well, we're already starting to discuss this with uh, in the hospitality world. Yeah. Uh, we've done a few events now. We beamed in Chris Gardner into a hospitality event uh, where he was able to show off the technology in front of hundreds of hotel executives. I think there is a world that, where that exists. Yeah, I mean, and especially when you start thinking at the enterprise level, you know, multiple, you know, hotels, buildings, office towers, retail, I mean, God, the retail applications for this. Don't, I mean, put this in the front window of a retail outlet and you change those little mannequins that get new mm -hmm. clothes on them once a week by the staff, right? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. All right, be before we run out of time, let's talk about the conference room, okay? Corporate conference room. We've all been in a million of them. You know, they started with, you know, TVs way, way back when. Then we went, you know, bigger screens. Then we went really big screens. Some of the more visionary companies have been putting LED walls in, which I think is spectacular, right? Um, what role and where and how do you use a portal in a conference room? We have a corner unit. Uh, we haven't really shown that to anybody yet because uh, it's incredible and it, uh, it, it deserves a, a really big announcement. I guess maybe I'm making it here. 
the corner unit uh, takes up about half the amount of space as the kind of rectangular version, uh, a much smaller footprint. And it's, it's a corner unit because it slides into the corner of the conference room. It just remove the plant out of the corner and, and slide in a, in a corner portal that the person presenting is always facing the middle of the room. And it is a really great way to present. The other way to do it is to take a portal and, uh, and put it landscape uh, mode where you can then do chest up. And so I'm sitting across from the two or three or even four people who may fit inside of a, uh, a landscape version of the portal. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hologram zoom. Wow. Well, and, and those four people, could they be in four different locations? Sure. Absolutely. You, just, you can just blend, blend the feeds. Blend the feeds. Yeah. 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 That's probably, I, I think I showed you what we did at our conference where we kind of hacked it. We didn't, you know, we didn't do this by any stretch, but we brought some people at scale in front of green screens onto our general session stage. And when they were sitting next to uh, the people on the stage, we did a pretty good job uh, of getting them scaled and, and it looked, it looked pretty cool for no budget, no time. So uh, it, I, I just absolutely love what you, what you guys are doing. All right. So when do we see this everywhere? What's, what's your, what's your gut? How, how fast does this take? Everywhere. On? Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> when do we see this everywhere? Uh, 10 years, maybe. Really? If it's not portal, it'll be something because I think it really truly deserves a place in the future as the evolution of communication. Will it be in this form factor? Maybe, maybe not. We're continuously evolving the technology, both on the hardware side and the software and production and technology side. Uh, I'd say in the next three years, there'll be thousands of these out there. Yeah. At least that's what we've told our investors. And I'm going to make sure to stand by every one of my promises. Yeah, I, I think once all it's going to take is, um, I mean, sometimes people have trouble seeing the future. You talk about it, you show them a PowerPoint deck, but when they see it, even the, the most stubborn people will start shaking their heads. And and, in, and once you start seeing it in one place and the competitors get the sense of it, then I think that's where you get the fuel you need to take us to the next iteration. So, so let's end on this. What is the future? What does the portal look like three years from now? Five years from now. Right. Well, is maybe three or five years. So yeah, it, it gets bigger, it gets smaller. I think this is the perfect size because it it beams in a larger than average size person. Uh, maybe the shape is a little bit different. Uh, and of course, we'll continue to keep it as modern um, as as we can. I'd love to show you really fast. Can I just do a quick uh, a quick live beam? Absolutely. Yeah, All right, absolutely. So just really, really fast. Super fast demo. <laughs> that's great <laughs> nothing like a an impromptu live demo yep. that was spectacular so there you have it you know i don't want to go any further because you landed you crescendoed at the right time right point uh obviously you can tell how much fun we had i had uh hopefully you did as well this is the beginning of a of a long journey with us hopefully um we're going to be following you we're going to be have you back on and and rumor has it we're talking about doing some interesting stuff with it, which I'm not going to disclose just yet. But uh, uh, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day and uh, not just talking about the future, but showing it. Have me back. Next time we'll do this via portal. You got it. Thank you so much, David. Have a wonderful day. Good weekend. Thanks a lot. You too. Bye. Well. All right. Boy.
technology, the ideas, the innovation speaks for itself. Um, let's uh, let's get Howard in here and get his opinion before he does the news. What do you think? Oh, amazing. <laughs> I mean, uh, David is truly the wizard of photons. Wizard that, of Oz, right? I mean, it's literally the new wizard of Oz. That is a tough act to follow. It is. Uh, it, is. Amazing. I've been, you know, I've been on the edge. I've been following holoportation for, you know, for years, ever since we started out in 2001. And this, this brings, this smooths over all, just about all the flaws that we've been seeing, you know, in the development of the technology. It is, it's. And he said it's the first inning. So he's, yeah. he realizes, you know, iterative, you know, iterations of failure and the, the tweaks and the feedback from the clients. I mean, God bless him, you know, 12, 24 months, this thing's going to be even crazier, which I don't, you know, looking at it, it's spectacular already. It's going to be fun to watch the evolution. This no, I, let, I me, think, let me get, I think he's cracked the code. Yeah. Let, let me get out of your way, do the news and uh, I'll see you on the other side. All right. Thanks, Jim. Um, so on to the news. We're going to, I'm just going to highlight a couple of the articles from our weekly news briefing uh, that we put out every Thursday morning. So our lead article is from Jim McHale. He's the CEO of Memori out of Stockholm. And it wasn't long ago that WeWork was a regular feature in the news, but took a backseat to the pandemic. Early 2020, Sandeep Mithrani, former Brookfield retail CEO, they brought him in to turn the ship around after all the nuttiness around former CEO Adam Newman. This was in the buildup to the firm's failed IPO. The co company literally went from zero to 47 billion and back down to zero valuation in just a few years. Two years ago, the value of WeWork was nil and it was on the verge of bankruptcy, but SoftBank had invested way too much to let WeWork fail. So back in early 2020, Mithrani took over and capitalized on the disruption of the office market, brought the valuation back to the 9 billion range. So in this article, and there's a lot more here, Jim goes further into the subsequent M&A activity that has WeWork looking a lot more like a software services company now than a commercial real estate company. It's an exceptional article. Uh, thank you, uh, Jim McHale. Thanks, Memoria, for a great read. Also, I, we, we have a good thought piece on blockchain and the real estate transaction process. So when we first started talking about applying blockchain to real estate, eh, maybe back in 2016, one of the one of the vaunted benefits was that eventually we could do a, we could do away with a much unloved title search process. Since then, there have been sporadic blockchain pilot programs at the county recorder level in places like Clark County, Illinois, South Burlington, Vermont. Intellectually, it makes perfect sense that a decentralized tamper-proof auditable digital ledger could potentially replace the traditional manual title search process. And in this article, they take a deeper look a look at some of the deeper issues you know, involved in using blockchain to determine chain of ownership. And they suggest that it might be some time until we actually see it replace traditional title searches. Very interesting read. Uh, moving along, can 5G help reduce carbon uh, emissions in the US? So in a recent study uh, by Accenture and commissioned by CTIA Wireless, they found that compared with 4G networks, 5G can deliver 100 times higher bandwidth, hence can support a much greater number of connected devices. And as a commercial property owners, decarbonizing is really contingent on the ability to measure, monitor, control everything from construction processes to mechanical systems to environmental controls and buildings. And that requires a lot of sensors, wireless networks, cloud connectivity, and increasing quantities of bandwidth. The study suggests that 5G is 90% more energy efficient than 4G LTE, and users could potentially reduce 20% of the country's carbon emissions by 2025. 
transportation and cities, they'd be the, they'd be the main beneficiaries to reducing almost 86 million metric tons of carbon dioxide, but buildings reported to contribute 40% of the total carbon emissions would also be a prime uh, beneficiary of the reductions. Again, interesting read. Finally, uh, just a quick announcement. Uh, Christian Walker uh, will now be the new global head of sustainable operations at JLL, where he's gonna lead the energy and sustainability services ESS organization, managing JLL's portfolio-wide sustainability programs. His team's gonna be working with clients to leverage JLL's operational teams to optimize energy use and minimize their carbon footprint. Christian most recently served as global head of energy services for the past 10 years with Siemens Building and Technologies and Smart Infrastructure. Congratulations, Christian. Uh, and with that, time's up. That's it for me today. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you next week. All right, you know, Howard, it's funny as I listen to you do the news, it, I mean, the back end of the, of the real estate enterprise, the middle and the front end of the building, every aspect of our industry is now getting pummeled with new innovative ideas. And, and I really can't imagine a real estate owner operator that's not paying attention. How do they compete in a couple of years? I mean, these buildings are definitely, and these portfolios are definitely changing. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a big gap between those that are innovating and adopting and planning now and those that are sitting, that are that, that are going to remain laggards, and uh, you know. Well, and what's what's really interesting is, as I mentioned on the onset, was that you know we've seen teleportation twenty one years ago, yeah. right? But but it, it doesn't make it the first time when it's in that hype cycle, right? And so a lot of the technologies that we're seeing make it now are actually iterations of things we've seen years ago. But it takes that long. I think this time is real. I think this time it sticks. And to your point, if you don't embrace you're going to be left behind. And I know yeah, I've no, said that a lot, but I, 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 I do too. I do. I, I, I mean, we have to, we have to spend time. We have to apply focus to kind of figuring out what potentially in terms of technology could change the way we use buildings and better serve our clients and, and, right. and, and our businesses. Uh, so there has to be an, an investment, you know, in that, in that concentration, concentrated a thoughtful discussion strategy. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and those those that are doing it will I absolutely believe will be changing the changing I think, I think real estate's on the cusp of changing dramatically. You know, I think COVID was a little bit of a gasoline on a fire, woke everybody up to the possibilities of things like we're doing right now and Teams and Zoom and but I, I, I think the cat is out of the bag and I don't think we ever go back ever. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean just following up on your article uh, you know, last week on the you know the convergence of these six paradigms. Uh, that is one in the technology piece of it. Uh, you know, we thought we saw escalation, you know, when we had a little bit more bandwidth, more people were using laptops, we had faster modems and things like that. What we're seeing now um, is light years ahead and, yeah. and logarithmically fast. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm coining a new phrase. In fact, I think I'm going to be writing an article on it called the great reconfiguration, meaning the space that we built for the last 50 years, 75 years, office, industrial, retail, multi-family, mixed use, that was designed to get in an automobile and go to some place to do something. I think a lot of those uses, just like you know, barns and factories became obsolete at some point. I think you're gonna see an extraordinary amount of real estate have to be repositioned, restructured, re-engineered, reimagined, you know, reimagined. Yeah. Uh, because in its current use, cube farms, you know, Retail stores, lots of inventory, but not the size I need. Um, I, I think I think this is the beginning of what I'm going to call the great reconfiguration of the real Sounds estate. Sounds like an interesting theme for a conference, don't you think? 
<laughs> Maybe. Hold, hold that thought. <laughs> Howard, great job as always. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jim. All right. Before we wrap, let's hear from our final sponsor, and I'll be right back with uh, an exciting show next week as well. All right, that's it for today's show. Thank you to David, phenomenal uh, portal conversation, demonstration, off the cuff, crazy. Uh, thank you to our sponsors and thanks to our team for putting this all together. Um, next week, we're gonna continue the conversation. Uh, uh, Peter Miskovich, Managing Director, Strategy Innovation at JLL. Peter and I go back 25, maybe even more years. Uh, and so it's gonna be excited to get back together with him. I've seen him over the years, but to reconnect, uh, nobody been in this industry longer and doing innovation longer than Peter. And the, the topic, the intelligent, experiential, and competitive workplace. We're continuing the theme, and uh, it's going to be a great conversation. And hope you join us. Tell your friends, and we will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Be well.